It's now time for Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. 1017 The Team is your home for New Mexico United, the Dallas Cowboys, LA Dodgers, and much more. Now, Team Talk on 1017 The Team. Andre the big fella, swatted away by Josiah. House off the glass. Home run. There's a party at the pit. And there you go. One of a bunch of really fun plays last night in that Lobo game against Fresno State. Lobo's winning 94-80. to Here's the way I look at this, Sam. I'm Joe O'Neill. That's Sam Hauser. Is like you couldn't have scripted a, a better night, in my opinion, from the fan standpoint. They were they they were uh, they did a great job of recognizing the seniors and recognizing uh, Morris Udeze a little bit more as it should have been because we don't know about the other guys that were honored. But um, th- they that was executed very well. Uh, the Lobos. Um, it, it, okay, it, to cut to the chase, the final score was 94 to 80. So it gave you an idea of the pace of the game from start to finish. I mean, it was a 14 point win, but it wasn't a 50, uh, 70 to 56 14 point win. Um, Lobos, we, and we'll talk about the, um, you know, the, any concerns you might have about the defense. Uh, I'll just tell you this it, when you're, Playing at the pace that the Lobos do on offense and the other team kind of tries to match that pace, it's not a bad thing. But anyway, getting back to my original thoughts here. Okay, you could not have scripted it any better. Uh, The Lobos up by eight at the half, which still makes the fans uncomfortable. It makes Coach Richard Patino uncomfortable. By the way, he was on his game from the get-go. He was not missing a beat and wasn't, he was on top of everything. He always is, but he seemed to be very focused last night. So uh, the team responds. Um, Morris Udeze, the guy that was honored the most, was the one that got, it did the most in the first half. He got 15 points, um, and Lobos go up in the half, you know, up eight, Sam. But seven guys on the Lobo team had three or more points in that first half. So you got the feel that everybody was engaged and this was going to be a, a productive second half as well, and it was. And it was, and, and you could tell that everybody went out there with the intention, and it's not to say that this doesn't happen on other nights, that they go out with an intention to not play a game like this, but there was an extra intention to go out there and all these guys that were the seniors, especially Mo, who's playing his last game in the pit, to really send him out on a high note. Like There was that clear intention that it was going to happen, whether Fresno State liked it or not, no matter what was going on inside their own heads, the will to do it was there, and it was it was there from the very beginning. That's as locked in as you'll see Mo, the footwork, you know, the, the footwork that I know you, you really got me turned on to that one early on in the season, and everything was just so in sync for these guys. Yeah. We'd love the Lobos to win by 18 every night. We'd love 94 points uh, every night. But, like you said, it's not realistic. There's a difference between when a team scores a certain amount of points, X amount of points, and whether or not a team played good defense. At like, There's not necessarily that direct correlation. But it was all there last night, and man, was that a lot of fun. Every time I think of this, and it's an extreme example, Sam, 
But back in the day when Hobbs was competing against uh, Albuquerque High and everybody else, Clovis, uh, for state championships. By the way, speaking of Albuquerque High. Beat me to uh, it. My goodness. Uh, Jim Holzman, the ovation he got last night. Uh, tremendous. And, like, he was mobbed by people like that, you know, that remember, you know, that played for him or their brother played for him. Whatever. Um, so anyway, um, that was fun. That was a fun part of the night. But getting back to my original thought as far as this this whole thing about, you know, the Lobos allowing 80 points to Fresno State. Oh, my gosh, their most, you know, their highest point total of the year. Let's, Hobbs would, um, would play uh, like such a free-flowing game and they would use their press. And here's the thing. When other teams would beat their press early in the game, it was the best thing for Hobbs because – and when they were beating it with like you know beating the press and then somebody hitting a ten foot baseline jumper or something like that or a guy catching it and and hitting a, a shot from the free throw line that's when Hobbs had you because they knew that if you're gonna okay play like this you're not gonna end up making those shots over the course of the game so the Lobos to some degree they uh, obviously are, are like and we've got sound from Coach Richard Patino talking about the defense but to me it's about tempo and the combination of what you're doing on offense and defense. You know, if you're going to be like moving as quickly as the Lobos do and like taking shots so early in the shot clock, you know, it's going to create that kind of pace. And at some point, you know, there are some things that are going to happen at the defensive end, but who's going to have any problem with a game like that with a nice cushion throughout the whole second half and a 14-point win? No, you want to see points. If you're going to go there, you want to be entertained. You want to see points. And when the Lobos are playing such a game that they score 90 Four points again. It's not a luxury that they can do and they can have every night. We've seen plenty of it. We don't need to relive it. But on a night like that, where they score ninety four points, Fresno's going to score eighty, and you and you just you, you take it and you move on because you know that they're scoring ninety four. The way that the ball was moving, the way that the, the you know, how confident these guys look when shots are going up. Fresno State scores 80, who cares? Right, and an example of what we're talking about is Ken Palm has New Mexico 20th on offense uh, of rank and uh, 99th on defensive rank, right? Is that the best way? to the, Yeah, the offensive and defensive efficiency. Efficiencies, thank you. That was the word I was looking for. So New Mexico 20th in the country in offensive efficiency, 99th in the country uh, for defensive. Ooh, 99th, that's, you know, whatever. Okay, so let's look at the top teams in that, those same rankings. Gonzaga, number one, they're 88th in defensive efficiency. Number two is Toledo, holy Toledo. We had to look up their record. They're 24 and six. So uh, the Rockets, right? Of Toledo. Yeah. Okay. Hi. That's right. All right. Some action. Okay. Anyway, they're second uh, in efficiency on offense. This is Ken Palm, the almighty Ken Palm. Uh, and uh, on defense, they're 272nd. Okay. Third is Oral Roberts. We remember them. 118th on defense. Okay, Arizona, number five. Uh, they actually uh, don't have that much of a disparagement. Um, but actually, no, Arizona does. Uh, they're fifth in offensive efficiency, 57th defense. Okay, so anyway, you, you get my point is that usually uh, having a really good offense is not going to be mutually exclusive to you know having a, a great defense. Right, unless you want to play a Division two school every night so you can score 94 points, there's a very good chance that, that the other team is going to score more points than you would like, but that's where you have to go a little bit deeper. And you know, even, for, even, even if we just want to look at last night, Fresno State 
when a team is shooting the way that they did it, you know, we have we have some fun at Fresno State's expense because it's just quite frankly pitiful the way that they shoot threes. But it wasn't even just that they were making them last night. They were <laughs> falling through and not touching the net. Oh, oh, that Baker guy looked like the reincarnation of World Be Free. Uh, he was launching like a huge arc. Look, where is his final? Okay, what? Uh, that was Baker. He ended up being uh, three of four from um, behind the three-point line. He was Splash City there, Sam. Yeah, it wasn't even you know rattling around. It wasn't no. touching the rim. It wasn't touching the net. So when a team has that kind of shooting night, yeah, you're going to score with it. And honestly, the Lobos are okay with that. We've been saying that all year. They're okay if a team wants to do that because if right? anything, if anything, it gives them a little bit more of a kick in the rear to go what do what they do. And we know that teams are not going to outscore them when they're in that mode. That's correct. You know, you play the uh, the odds in that case. We were documenting a three-game stretch where Fresno State, I think, was a combined, like, 16% from behind the three-point right. line. Okay? And I might even be being g- generous in that. Okay? So, I, anyway. Okay, so getting back to the whole script of the game, you had it competitive enough so the fans were engaged, booing the heck out of the refs. I love when the refs get pooed going up the ramp when the Lobos have a, what did they have? How much of a lead last night? Eight point. Oh, my gosh. The sky is falling. You know, wait till the the, the teams get off the court or whatever and then boo the heck out of the three refs. I got to tell you, I don't know how where, uh, how it was on your side because you and I sit on opposite ends of the pit. I don't know where, how it was over you. But the the people that sat behind us, uh, there, there was something in the air last night. <laughs> Well, it was a different level of uh, something in their cup, you know. Or I mean, that it was too. It was a thirty start. Another level. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you never know. But I mean, uh, eight thirty is an hour and a half later than the normal seven, so you know, you know, you don't know what's going on there. But you no, know, the the fans. I just couldn't use the word engage because yeah, I heard that. I I just laugh when they get they boo the heck out of the refs. Oh, it's great. They've gone to the line like three times more than the other team, and they're up by eight or something like that. I mean, it's just part of the deal, right? That's 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 why that's why we love the pit so much. No matter what's going on in there, there's always something going on in there. <laughs> Actually, I just kind of threw that out there where I said the they the Lobos had gone to the line like three times more. Actually, the Lobos went to the line. 14 times, and Fresno went to the line one time in the first half with an eight-point lead. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) Love it. Hey, what about the dunks, Sam? I mean, Donovan Dunk, come on now. And he, like, had that look in his eye from about the time he had taken two dribbles off of over half court. And that's a look in an eye of a player that like has been in that scene before, whether it was in the pit last night or in some huge high school game where he was a player of the year or playing in an AU game when he was like eight or nine years old or whatever. But the difference is now he can go in there and challenge people and have an unbelievable dunk in which he cocked it back. Uh, to put the cherry on top, and then he dunked on a guy that is it wasn't significantly bigger. Yeah, I was. Well, like, it, it, well, I mean, th- that he did dunk on the. Uh, who did he dunk on? He dun- it was one of the one of the bigs for Fresno. One okay, of their actually okay. one of their front court guys. I should have double checked. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, it was a big guy, and uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, that he had that kind of look in his eye there. 
uh, where he was going to take just explode for one more dribble and then uh, the cocking of the ball back. I think uh, when you're up there, and I've never been up there, is like part of the timing so that like the guy that's trying to block it maybe is ahead of you, but one way or the other. At the end of the play, like all I saw was the entire pit, like putting their hands up and down on top of their head, like whether they knew what that meant or not. And the first guy that ran over to him was Jalen House, which you know we got a chance to talk to Donovan Dent. We had him here in studio before uh, before they played their first game, did the Lobos, and you know I, I mean look. There are there are guys all around the country that are that are Mr. Basketball that are the best player in their state, and then you go from you know you go from big fish small pond to vice versa, and not everybody makes that adjustment. But he, there was something that we could that at least that I could sense about him that was a little bit different. Not your ordinary Mr. Basketball. Let's see what he can go do in college. You know, he he talked from the very first couple of practices about what it meant going up against Jalen House then and. Clearly, it's been that way all season, and so you get this moment last night where nobody is happier for him than the guy that's really been grooming him all season in Jalen House. By the way, it was it was Eduardo Andre, 6'11". That, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, the, the cherry on top of this whole thing, I mean, it, that thing will be rerun and rerun and rerun. Um, so I almost like the block even more. I mean, the way that he gets up and blocks these shots too. I mean, the dunk was obviously a highlight. No, reel, no, I'm with you. But, but blo- it, how many uh, blocks? He had, did he had a dunk in? and a block. Uh, he had, I believe it was just the one, but he had a dunk and a block in the same night, and they were both emphatic. And he's he's second on the team in blocks behind Mo. Actually, he had he did, he did have, have oh uh, I'm sorry yes two blocks two blocks okay yes, yeah there you yes, go yeah yes. so yeah he's second on the team in blocks behind Mo. Yeah, but getting back to like the tempo and all that kind of stuff, that's the kind of like thing that Donovan Dent, even though he's playing against guys way older than he is, that in a game like that, that that like doesn't even kind of come into play because you're just playing off of instincts and everything else, which made him such a a prize recruit for New Mexico. That that's the kind you know, and, you know the you know in the coming years, let's face it, if he's going to be the point guard of this team or a starting guard on this team, that's kind of like we're going to expect to see the same uh, kind of tempo. So, um, yeah, it was that that was an electrifying play and as great a play as the Lobos had had, you know, all season long. So, uh, yeah, that that one comes to, you know, uh, mind um, the, uh, you know, to put the icing on the cake, uh, Jalen House, uh, the lob off the backboard to Morris uh, Udeze, right? I mean, yep. Yeah, going down and and I believe it was KJ Jenkins that could see that one the the, the court vision to know that the two of them are down there together and uh, Mo was even joking in the post game that they kind of talked uh, earlier in the day about about if if the opportunity presented itself to try to do something like that because again I, I mean they knew that you want to send you know you, you want to have a, a fireworks grand finale for your last game those two guys in particular and they set it up to make it happen Jalen House uh, so he had, I mean he he gets the assist on that one with Mo off the backboard another one where 
Uh, KJ Jenkins. So, it, so he did get an assist. You know, I, I I'm just curious. Yeah, about he did. It. He did get an assist okay, on so, that. So, the in the mind of the official scorer, he knew even though it hit the backboard that it was a pass the whole time. Correct. It was viewed. Yeah, the, it was Views viewed as a pass. pass. So he got okay. an assist, and then he got an assist on another one. KJ Jenkins is in the corner in front of the bench on your side of the pit, and. I can't even describe it. If Hopefully you saw it. If not, try to go back and watch it because that was one of the prettiest, not even just textbook, that was just an, a, a physically exhilarating pass to KJ, and then he finishes it off, uh, nailing the three. He, all three of his threes, he was three of three from three, None of them hit the rim at all. It no. wasn't like they, you know, that even like they got a soft bounce. I mean, they were, they snapped the net, the three of them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, his, I don't ever see him shoot a shot that isn't like just gorgeous to watch. I mean, he's an amazing shooter. The whole thing is uh, with him is being able to get some space because the other team knows that. And he's not one of those that is great off the dribble where, you know, the, uh, they, they can't challenge you because you can go by him. I mean, he hasn't been so anyway. But he's going to be—he's such a key component to this team when they're playing at their highest level. And man, um, hopefully he carries that into the the um, the Mountain West tournament. And it all fits into the, or the temp- game against CSU. I should right. Say. Still got one more, and and that was one of the you know Scott and I talked about that a little bit in the six o'clock hour last night. That was a really important win for these guys, just to, you know to get a win in the first place, to have some swag, to have fun doing it. Because after a couple of debilitating losses that really you know kind of make the big goals of the season get further and further away. These two games are not one that that you necessarily get up for because of the opponent. So it was going to have to be within these guys knowing what may have slipped away to still find it within themselves. And how much fun they had last night shows you that they know the season's far from over. And, and don't discount the impact the coach ha- and of the course. other coaches of have course. in them like you know having that kind of perspective when they walked out on the court i mean uh, even as, like some teams don't like to do those kind of ceremonies until after the game whatever uh, you know it, it was one of those that that's when they wanted to do it and it had zero effect it was a nice ceremony but it had zero effect on the way the game you know turned out so uh, yeah, uh, it's it was it was a fun night against. The, and I, I will say this about the Jalen House assist, uh, um, Morris Udeze. Um, had Morris Udeze uh, been able to time, you know, it, 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 like it was still a, a great play, but uh, I think they were just a hair off on the timing. That's why Mo kind of laid it in over the top there or whatever. Had their timing been a hair better, Morris Udeze might have uh, torn down that rim, and we'd be still picking up black glass over there. I mean, good call. It, I'm telling you that that rim would have been out behind like the baseball field because there would have been no use for it anymore. Okay, uh, so it was still a great play, but like he was going up in traffic and just like you know. Doing chin ups. Uh, so anyway, all right, Mud, your thoughts on the Lobos, man? Hey guys, uh, yeah, I watched it on TV last night. Couldn't, couldn't go to the game, but uh, I really enjoyed it, man. I mean, they they played they played their hearts out last night. Um, they all worked together. There was no uh, negativity or anything. Uh, no, I, I I seen that they played a a good a good plan, man. They had a good plan to come out and attack and uh i hope they do that in every game now man i mean that's that's what the name of the game is and 
hopefully they come out and, and uh, do that. Yeah, you know, I, I'll tell you, they've had very few flop games this year, maybe other than uh, Wyoming. I'm telling you, you know, I you don't see any negativity. I mean, they uh, certainly haven't won every game, but, you know, now their record is 21-9. and nine, uh, And, like, that's, that's 30 games by my count, and... Um, Hey, uh, I I think that you look at the big big picture. Uh, they've they've played hard the vast majority of those minutes, and uh, it's been a it's been a fun season. And you know, it's big games, and we're gonna get into this mud. We got to take a break, but you know, big games coming up this weekend uh, that'll affect the Lobos. Not only uh, this whole thing with trying to finish in fifth, the San Jose State. I mean, the Lobos going to CSU, San Jose State going uh, to Air Force, but. Um, UNLV is only one game behind New Mexico in the loss column, too. And I know they're going to Reno to play Nevada this weekend. But uh, they, so, actually, they play tonight. Oh, is that game? That's So that'll be the final game of uh, the season for both Nevada and UNLV. Is that right? Uh, I'll double check because, okay. yeah, that is, the, so anyway, that is the standalone game here for the Mountain West uh, tonight. UNLV hosting Utah State. UNLV. Okay, so I must have looked at something incorrectly. So the 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 UNLV has one more game left. So they host Utah okay. State tonight and then go to Reno on Saturday. Okay, that's what I'm so, saying. So yeah, you got okay, you got that okay, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens tonight. But somehow, who's if UNLV happens to win tonight at home against Utah State, whatever, um, they're one game behind the Lobos in the loss column. Here's why I'm saying, uh, and I thought it was kind of like, hey, it's either going to be San Jose State or New Mexico, and then like the teams below them were. Kind of weighs down. They're not. And if UNLV somehow wins tonight and then wins in Reno, uh, and the Lobos happen to not get a win in Fort Collins, uh, the Lobos in UNLV will finish tied, and UNLV would get the tiebreaker because they only had a chance to play one time. Mm. So anyway, that's another thing to keep into the whole thing. the The, the main thing is we're going to be watching how San Jose State. We're going. Main thing is we're going to be watching how the Lobos do in Fort Collins. Okay, uh, and then keeping our eye on. Um, you, you know, not only how UNLV finishes the season, including tonight, uh, and then, um, you know, watching what happens up uh, in uh, Colorado Springs. That, you know, Air Force is, is not going to be an easy game for San Jose State. Not game uh, at all. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk to Will Weber, the Santa Fe, New Mexican. Saw him last night. Want to get his thoughts? You're listening to Team Talk, Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio 1017, the team. 